Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. Jay, it's great to see you. How are you keeping? I'm good. Um, It's February, which is slightly terrifying because one month down in 2022 no it's it's been it's been good um we've had a pretty good start to the year um it's still warm here in australia so enjoying those you know nice balmy nights and uh and hot days not gonna complain to be honest no that's that's um it's certainly been been very pleasant from that point of view um yes and life's starting to return to what we're going to refer to as the new normal mm, forgotten what that what what that which, was like which which doesn't bear much resemblance to the old normal um <laughs> and we'll see it may or may not bear much resemblance to what we will be referring to as normal in 12 months time but anyway um that's a thing so oh it's been a couple of weeks. Um, since then, we've had the 1st of February. Gong Hei Fa Toi, which means hope you get rich. Um, or I think Mandarin. My Mandarin's not great, um, but it goes Sing Yang Kuala. Happy Chinese New Year. Happy Lunar New Year. Happy New Year of the Tiger. It's the Water Tiger. What does, what does it mean for it to be a Water Tiger? Don't really know, but in, in in essence, like most people know that there's like twelve Chinese zodiac animals. Yes. Um, but every year, and I think the cycle is like sixty years. So Malkatic, if you're listening and if you want suggestions on how you would extend the Lego Chinese zodiac gift with purchases out to a century and beyond, um, there's a there's a cycle of I would say like different elemental um, properties to each Chinese zodiac animal. Um, don't know all of them at the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that um, it was partly what inspired the Ninjago element. So there's uh, there's like fire, water, metal. I think there's wood. I'm not sure if there's stone, but yeah. So so each. Each year, you get a you get a you get a zodiac animal, but you also get a specific element to it. So this year, twenty twenty two, is the year of the water tiger. There's five of them. Yeah, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Over the last couple of weeks, there seems to have been a we had a very quiet start of February from the point of view of um, new set announcements, but we seem to have had a fairly relentless stream of news with regard to March coming up. Um, yeah. Is there anything that's caught your, mind, caught your eye? What, in March or Feb? Well, I think last time we spoke, we just heard about the Globe. Yep. Globe was great. Um, glad that it's, uh, you know, everyone else can 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 get their hands on it. Um, but yeah, we had, uh, we, had, we had a ton of brickheads, um, dropping on Feb, so... Oh, that's right, yes. So which which Brickheads, just, just remind us um, which Brickheads we had come out in the, the start of February. Yeah, so I think the Feb release was, um, I guess, small, 
so you had you had the big um you had a big ticket item which was the globe and you had a whole bunch of brickheads and also the um seasonal easter set as well uh, but brickheads was quite interesting so um we had a few drop on the first of jan but feb is um feb gave us a whole bunch of um, ip or licenses or teams that we've you know never quite got before so we had um toy story making making an appearance for the first time which was great so we had buzz lightyear on his own uh as well as woody and bo peep mm-hmm. um, then we had stranger things which is mm-hmm. which is cool nice to see that um you know lego still has that netflix license and partnership alive um I think season four is coming out later this year, so sometime soon, hopefully. But yes, who knows when that will actually be? Yeah, so you got you got eleven and a Demogorgon as well um, for Stranger Things, which is which is cool. And we also had Looney Tunes, so kind of a nice follow up to last year's Looney Tunes minifigures that we got in May, I think May, mm. yeah, mid year. Um, and and we got um, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote, so a good a good mix That's of right. um, yeah, good mix of teams. Just from what I've seen of them, they look fantastic. I I really love the way that particularly Woody and Bo Peep that they've come through, and also um, Wiley and 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 Roadrunner. But we have been struck by the by the great um, logistics challenges that have uh, characterised much of much of uh 2021 and now going into 2022 yeah i think i think i I think the u.s got most of them except buzz like yeah i know i know one of the two toy story sets got me this problem is not going away and i think that um obviously from lego's perspective their their big releases are always going to get you know priority um preferential treatment so the globe you know that's always going to be, you know, big D to C, eighteen plus idea sets are always going to be um, there on the first, and if they if if they're not, then that's catastrophic. So I think the smaller releases, um, yeah, probably just deprioritized. The others are available in the US. It's just the um, Woody and Bo Peep that haven't made it there yet. Yeah. Okie doke. So great, a great, a great lineup of Brickheads. I think it's mm. a it's it's a great time to be a Brickheads fan. I think, um, and they're doing so outside of um, outside of you know non humanoid characters like you know like like Roadrunner, Demogorgon. They're doing something a bit more fun this year as well, which I've started to notice. So some of the Brickheads have. Um, Spoiler, spoiler warning. So you know, turn this podcast off if you don't want to. You know, if you don't want any spoilers. But some of the brickheads now have um, cute little Easter eggs built into them. So for the longest time, the running joke with brickheads was that they had um, pink brains, which were yes, the, two, by, the, two by two bricks. Yeah. And I remember, I think, um, I think Homer Simpson's brain was like slightly smaller as well. I think it was a pink plate. Yes, it was a pink or... plate. Um, and there's always been a running joke about yeah about about brains being part of brickheads, but this year they started sneaking a bit more in. So for Buzz Lightyear's brickheads, he had um, there, there's actually four batteries in his body, which I thought was brilliant. Oh, fantastic! 
and um, Woody's brickhead has um, has cotton stuffing in it, um, which which um, which is represented uh, which is represented by the um, the white ice cream piece. Ah, yeah, fantastic! Oh, that that's that is, that is a bit hilarious. It's it's um, we should leave it there so that the other ones don't have any of their um, don't have any of their Easter eggs spoiled because I know there are some people who do do get a little upset by reviews providing too many spoilery details for the complete building experience. So mm. it's um, one of those things that I'm starting to think about how I should approach product reviews going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, terrific. And have you had a chance to put anything else together? Yes, I can say that I've started putting the new Star Wars helmets together. Oh, that's right. They were un- unmasked this week. So, so well, look forward to seeing what you have to say about those, Jay. Spoiler warning, they are... Technically, that is more than we're allowed to say at this point in time. It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll, um, I'll work something out. I started um, getting into some of the... Jan Ninjago sets as well. So I built the two evil, there's two smaller evil dragons, and mm. I, was, I was very impressed. They're very fun, very playable. They are, aren't they? I, I put those together. I, I find so the Evo is sort of like there's an evolution in the dragon, sort of from being a companion animal to being an animal ready for flight and then an armored animal ready for combat. And you build and add things onto the dragons as as we as we go and we've got two in in these series particularly there's um jay's dragon and Kai. and kai's fire dragon um and they've got new wing elements they've got new leg elements lots of different things but that just makes them so easy to put together and mm. just to be ready to have them start stomping around I, I love the way that some of the jaw elements are able to work both ways, either as the top of the head or as the um, lower jaw. Um, yeah. that's, that's certainly giving the team a bit of versatility in the way they can make the dragons look. And uh, they've also got a new dual-molded element, which is used with um, Jay's dragon, which is a lot of fun as well. It'll be interesting to see how that gets used during the course of the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah, very impressed by them, um, and really great, um, really great toys for kids. Um, I think if you're an adult used to you know really complex builds, and it's not it's not it's not so much for you. This is really kind of aimed at um, your seven or eight year olds. Um, I know I I know Laura, my five year old, had a great time playing with both dragons. Very sociable. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, th- that was completely unprompted as well. I just left them there and she picked them up and, uh, just started, yeah, just started swooshing them around, which is, which is always Fantastic. a great sign. That, that's, that is, that's terrific. I remember reading, um, some of the designer notes on Twitter and, you know, they were very much being designed to be put together and built by, you know, kids that were more six, seven rather mm-hmm. than 10 to 15 Year mm-hmm. olds, and there's still a few sets that are aimed at that older age group in this current wave, including um, Lloyd's Legendary Dragon and the Dojo, which 
I think I suspect both of us have still got to work on. So perhaps we'll um, have a chance to talk about that next time or the time after. Yeah, but uh, that, that's it. That's it for me. Um, yeah, just got a, you know, same problem as always got a huge backlog to get into. I've got to love the backlog build. I've just been this week putting together uh, one of the Monkey Kid sets that I'm still just in the process of photographing and writing up, and that's Chungi's Mooncake Factory, and that is just so much fun. There is so much, there are so many treats coming the way of space fans this year, and this is probably the one that the space fans won't necessarily look at the most, but set on the moon, we've got the moon goddess. She is live streaming from her mooncake factory, and you see the cakes progress from being dollops of dough through to through the cooking machine where the secret ingredient of love is added and coming out the other side as a printed cookie you've got um she's got a streaming station you've got that and then these cookies get loaded into a rabbit into a carrot shaped rocket um and in the what meantime, more could you want <laughs> Well, I only have one. I only have one issue, and that's that all of the rabbits in the set are white. Ah, what? There are no jade rabbits. No jade rabbits. No jade rabbits. There is a rabbit mech that is sort of a bit orange, white, and azure, um, and that's actually a lot of fun as well. It looks. It's got a little cotton tail. It looks. Um, it it looks vaguely bunny shaped, and it's got this big dome at the front when that comes off then the two rabbits have got their own little escape pod to to um or own little flyer to cruise around on it's a lot of fun and i think th- this is the sort of set that i think anyone who's probably over the age of six or seven will get a lot of joy out of i'm really looking forward to finding out how these episodes of monkey kid this year tie in with the sets unfortunately the episodes um at this stage i think have gone to air in china but haven't yet made it into the western world where i can understand what's being said easily um but really looking forward to finding out what's going on in the plot in this in this season uh we have a pigsy we have mo the cat and we have chungi and we have this robot rabbit who's got a carrot gun of course (laughs) And then the rabbit also has an evil face because, mm. you know, you need to know whether or not its intentions towards you are good or harmful. So I, th- I think it's fantastic. It explains why we don't have Pigsy in the Galactic Explorer set, even though there is a seat for him. Another set that I need to actually try and get my hands on, but I've got enough to build for the time being. So I'm not going to, not going to rush out to get it, but it's one that I will get up during the course of the year. Um, and otherwise, I think that's been about the only thing that I've put together this week. I've got a couple of Luigi Mansion sets that I'm getting ready to, and so we'll see how they come together over the next week or so. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that. The um, Mario levels that were set on the beachfront this year were both to breathe a fresh new bit of gameplay into the franchise and I think adding Luigi's Mansion will be another new way of playing the game and I think it will I think we'll still have another year or so year maybe two of life in Lego Mario I 
don't. I, it really just comes down to how long Lego and Nintendo want to keep keep it going. Um, but at the moment, they're doing a good job at keeping each wave of things looking fairly fresh. Um, although perhaps the collectible figures, the buildable figures, are starting to feel a little bit like same same or extremely obscure. Mm. But the gameplay itself is keeping fresh, which I'm excited by. That's good. That's good. I think. Look, we'll probably get. What's it? Is this two? Are we three years in already? Uh, where we've had four drops. Yeah. So mid mid year will be the start of the third year, or yep. August will be the start of the third year. I think we'll get a you know we'll get a you know four years I would say life life cycle of Lego Mario. But again, you know they have so much material that they can tap into um, with stages with stage design level designs. And, you know, with Luigi, it opens up, um, you know, it opens up so much content um, that they can, they can draw inspiration from. Might hit us with a Wario just to, um, you know, turn things around. You never know. I think, I think they, I think they can, uh, they, they can definitely draw it, um, draw it out. And, you know, Nintendo is a great, great partnership and license to have. Mm. It'd be. I, I'd love to see them do a Mario Kart sort of at some point where you've got a bit of a interesting racetrack and tiles that you can run over that either launch yeah. attacks at the other people racing or that um, are attacks launched on you. That mm-hmm. that could be a lot of fun to see as well. Um, I I've seen a lot of flack with Super Mario about the need for the app. And I think it's probably important to let people know that there's that the app is probably less and less important with the platform now than it was in the early days. It is it can do everything. It is essential to be able to update your Super Mario brick so that it will recognize new characters in the game and that it will be able to that you'll be able to um, play the game with the new sets as they as they become available but otherwise the app is not essential you can use it to um, use the building instructions but otherwise you can also obtain the building instructions as pdfs from lego.com if you don't want to go through that i look i really like the um, instructions plus platform as a way of being able to work through the building but there are a lot of people who prefer to be working with traditional instructions or just to not be reliant on an app or have their kids reliant on an app for it so i I get that um but that's probably the only it's only really updating the firmware it does give you videos on how to play different parts of the game but again not essential but again something that i find is useful but that's about as all i do with the app these days and uh it, it offers other things if you want to use it, but you don't. You certainly don't need it beyond updating Mario and knowing where to look for instructions. Yeah, there you go. I'm, I still, I'm still a fan um, after four drops of sets. I think that's that's probably that's probably a thing. But I'll also recognise that it's probably more a thing for the kids than the grown-ups. No, but I think that's the that that's perfectly fine. That's who it's designed for. Um, mm. so 
by that metric, it's been a it's been a it's been a big success. And I think looking at it, you know, if you if you take a step back and look at what they've achieved with Mario as a team, they've mm. they've done a good job bridging the physical digital experience. It feels like a absolutely. Yeah. It does feel like digital play with Lego bricks done pretty well properly. Um, yep. You yeah. got a gy- you got a gyro that works. You've got, you know, buildable, interactive, infinitely expandable levels, you know, they've they've delivered on the brief, I think, and that's I I, I think people don't realize that. People just look at Mario and go, "Oh, it's just another um, you know, expansion pack or it's just another um, yeah, level pack and oh, it's you know, Mario in a new costume, but you know, I think looking at what they've built, it's 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 you know, it's done the job that they wanted it to do. I don't think I don't think they were expecting to, um, I don't I don't think they were expecting it to you know light the A four world on fire. But as a as a, as, a, as a toy, um, and translating, I think I think most importantly, translating the Super Mario experience into the mm. physical is that's that's not that's not that's not easy to do i think you know it might it might seem seamless and it might seem simple but those are usually the hardest digital experiences to create it's kind of like your iphone you know you take the user experience and the user interface for granted because it seems so intuitive mm. and people don't realize that i think you know people people are unnecessarily harsh on Lego Super Mario because it's not aimed at them. And as an adult, you know, sure, you could go through the levels pretty quickly and get bored pretty quickly. But as a kid, you know, if I had Lego Mario as a kid, as a, as an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, I'd, I'd be pretty thrilled because that's how kids play. People forget that's mm. how kids play. They're very physical with their Lego, with their minifigures, with their ships, with their dragons. It's very physical. So... And you're quite happy to play the same thing again and again and again and again. Oh, exactly. Which is which, which is which is why I think it's 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 been the success that it is, and you know it's not, um, it's not been the fiasco that you know that 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 video was. Des- despite the fact that they've not released any minifigures to go with it. Um, there you go. Look, I mean, if and this is and. And and this is what people don't really understand. Like people go, people groan, and and I'm one of them as well because I go, Lego, please just give us Mario minifigures or a Legend of Zelda team, and that's that's the easy way out. That's the if 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 Lego wanna you know fire up their money printing machine, they could absolutely absolutely do that because they're in partnership with Nintendo. They have mm. access to all their IP. They can produce. Mario minifigures or Legend of Zelda sets or Metroid sets or you know every you know everything that Nintendo does, but that, that that's just the easy way out. They 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 absolutely could you know in two years, in six months, in five years. That's that that's almost a given. That stuff that they they know that they can do and they can do well, but they have to also innovate because if not, then it just becomes sameish. I think the other thing is if you're doing if if you are making minifigures of Zelda or Mario or making sets 
based on on destinations with the game and only doing that, then that's Lego doing Lego, but with nin- Nintendo stuff. Mm. Whereas with the Nintendo, the Lego Super Mario, rather, we see Lego and Nintendo working together and producing something that you would never see either company produce on their own. And mm. I think that's that's what I think is the really exciting thing with the collaboration. It's it's a collaboration. It's not just a license. Exactly. And you know, yeah, people don't. You know, it's 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 hard to look past that because everyone just wants um, what they do with Star Wars, which is let's just mine the Star Wars archives and movies and TV series and also forms of media for play sets or display sets um, and again Lego could absolutely do absolutely do that at the drop of a hat they'll go here's a um, you know here's a Hyrule castle or here's a yeah here's Peach's castle here yep. is here are a collection of minifigures based on all of your favourite Super Mario characters um, be it attached to sets or even just as a set of collectible minifigures mm-hmm. they'd all work they'd all work but uh you've, you've brought up lego star wars and i suppose that gives us a direction to go in now because we've seen some very interesting um things taking place in the book of boba fett over the course of the last couple of months and this is a proper spoiler warning if you've not watched until season one episode six this is your warning to shut off the podcast because there's some really bonkers stuff going on in episode five and and yeah episode five onwards episode five and six yep if you've not watched it turn turn this podcast off and go and watch it and come back again Unless you don't care about it, in which case, come back. It'll keep listening. There you go. All right. Last, <laughs> last, last morning, and spoilers for the book of Boba Fett. Follow now. Mando's back, and Man- he's got a Naboo starfighter. Oh my god! Mando's back, and he's got a dark saber. And he's a got a dark saber. Um. Where, where, where do we start? Where do we start? You get, you get a Naboo Starfighter? Well, look, we've not seen a Naboo Starfighter in minifig scale for years. And I think this would be an excellent opportunity to produce a, if not quite a UCS scale or UCS style, then, you know, just a, a good-sized... Starfighter, but you probably don't want to make it that much bigger than the existing Razor Crest model. Mm-hmm. Um, Mando has uh, had it souped up, and it's not really a Naboo Starfighter anymore. It's a Naboo Starfighter Plus. So this strikes me as a great opportunity for a Naboo Starfighter Evo set. There you go. Hey, that's what. That's what. Um what the star wars people want you know just more gray ships and they've they delivered uh i think for the longest time the naboo starfighter was maligned because it was yellow not sure why people have a thing against yellow but yellow and chrome yellow and chrome um now it's just you know fully beskar because you know mando has 
has a thing for aesthetics and you know all gray starships and he's got a Naboo starfighter. It look it did give me joy to see that. Um, I I now see that we can now have some X wing fighters with Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett branding. We've now seen the same. X-Wing pilot encountered the Mandalorian in several different situations. Um, and you know what? I'd I'd watch I'd watch a series that was just just that those X-Wing fighters on patrol. Um, like 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 the series No Activity, which has got a couple of policemen sort of on stakeouts just sitting there having a having a bit of a chat and not doing too much. Um, just, just having having the veteran starfighter pilot and 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 the rookie sort of just just on routine patrol and avoiding having to fill in too much paperwork at the end of the day with the interesting. Um, and watch a whole series about them. Just a I, whole series of shorts would be great. Yeah, just 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 some five minute shorts that just ran over the course of just just ran over the course <laughs> of um, a year. Yeah, um, even two yeah, or three months, just like a little. A little thing to follow on after every episode of of uh, Mando or Boba Fett, and just having it tie in somehow into the Filoni, you know, whatever's happened this week on the Filoni verse. Yeah, and that's not even getting into episode six yet. Um, when you know, it's just it's just fan service. Fan service. Um, we could talk in terms of. What is actual fan service? I think all sure. of it. All, all of sure. It, all of it is fan service. You get, it's all fan service. You get it, more Luke. You get Ahsoka. You get Ahsoka, Ahsoka meeting Luke. You have Luke well, training. Fact, it feels, yeah, it feels like Luke and Ahsoka have been hanging out for a while now. And it sort of feels a bit, a bit sad that we didn't have the, oh, by the way, I met your dad. I think I, there there was a line. There was a oh, there was, but it was it was it was already established. It wasn't like the day that she told him. It 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 felt like a, just 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 reminding you that I knew your dad, rather than, um, rather than saying to Luke, "Wait, did you say your name was Skywalker?" <laughs> No, I think... Let me tell you about this other guy named Skywalker. The the, the line was great. It was uh, she's an old friend of the family. Yes, that, that's that's a great bridge. That that's was a great bridge for her to great uh, bridge. Talk to talk to Mando, and uh, and their training, setting up a new Jedi Academy, and we know we 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 know how that turns out, and you know, spoilers. It's not great. We, no, no, we, it, it, it it doesn't. But we also there are other things that we've been told in episode eight and nine about how Leia and Ben Solo were Luke's first real pupils, mm-hmm. and so that that does leave me thinking that that a certain green youngling is not going to be hanging around for terribly long. Oh, well, some someone's got to someone's got to wield the uh, the dark saber. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. So um, anyway, so what sets would you like to see come out of Book of Boba Fett from what we've seen to date? Look, the N one Starfighter, I think that's uh, I think that's a that that's a given. 
that that that'd be great. I'd love to see a, a regular. I'd love to see a regular N one Starfighter with the option to up to to provide the Mando upgrade. Yep. Um, I'm I'm gonna kind of stray from convention here, and the one minifigure or character I would really want. Don't care where you put him, but I just want him as a character. Is Cobb Vent. Yes. He's so cool. He is so cool. You see, I just used my dented, old dented Boba Fett minifigure to play him. <laughs> but I think, I think yeah, it would be great to have him as a, um, as, as we saw him this episode. And I, I think, I think, you know, there's going to be scope. They had the scope last year with the attack on Tantooine. Oh, mm. the 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 Mandalorian sand person set that would have been a great opportunity to put um, put Cobbanth in, or indeed even the advent calendar would have been awesome. But uh, yeah. now we're just going to need to have him in a. And I'm just making stuff up yet. Book Book of Boba Fett final battle set that's going to have to involve several pikes. It's going to need to have Phoenix Shand. It's going to need to have Boba Fett, Mando. Look, Cad just give Bane. us a, no, just give us a a a, 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 Cobb a fairly affordable Cobb Vant speeder. Because you're killing two birds with one stone. You give everyone a Cobb Vant character and you're yep. also giving them half a pod racer. Win win. Yes, or we, even we, even even the the bar from um, Freetown, mm. complete with a hapless deputy. So I'm I can't wait to see what happens. We've got one week left to go, and having barely seen any Boba Fett in the last two weeks, I'm quite intrigued to see what was going to happen this week coming up for the finale. And I'm hoping it's something ridiculous like a three hour finale, or at least an hour and a half. Well, they've got a they've 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 got their work cut out for them. So, I I, I don't want to. I, I want them to tie this at least give us something approaching a um a tie up at for the end of the season, not to leave it feeling like it's just hanging. I don't want yeah. that. But I think that I think they've done a good job so far of leaving these Star Wars long series feeling nicely wrapped up at the end of each season. So I'm hoping that we'll have a nice, you know, things wrapped up in a bow. Um, yeah. Lots of lovely fan service and and lots of exciting options. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Dave Filoni, I think, has a... He's, like, I can see where they're headed to. And he's, got a, he's, he's actually got a tough job. He has got to, like without the resources of a full-blown blockbuster movie or trilogy, he's got to somehow fix the sequels, a lot, the, the, a lot of issues with the sequels. And I think that bit by bit, he's trying to um, you know, correct, course-correct some of the strange decisions made by the... Um, the whole, the whole mix of directors that you had for the sequel trilogy. Like, I don't think it's an accident that you get um, almost a prequel to Luke's um, training center or, 
yeah, Jedi mm. training center. I think there's he's he's definitely trying to fix a few things there. Um, I think Ahsoka as well is going to you know fix a few and fix and tidy up a few things there, just so you know it's it's one way to to preserve the sequels and not have to write them off completely and uncanonize them because I think that 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 will never happen. But mm. if you work within the within the um within the constraints of the sequels existing as they are. Mm. There's um, there's a lot you can do. It's kind of like fixing a bad tattoo, where you could go through the painful process of you know removing it completely and getting zapped by lasers, you know, every every other week, and you know that's just a painful process. Or you could paint over it and incorporate it into a new design, which is I think the course that most people would take. I think that's a nice analogy, actually, and. Being such a Star Wars fan, Dave Filoni does take that approach of, gee, if I had the chance to fix this, what I would do is... And then he realises he can. Because he's done it before. He's done it before. He, for the longest time, and we've talked about this before, for the longest time, the prequels were maligned by Star Wars fans. Like, Star Wars fans, especially, you know, OT call them old, original trilogy cultists, hated the prequels. I, I was there. Just call us middle-aged men. I, I was there. I was there. But, but, <laughs> through the Clone Wars and Rebels, he redeemed the prequels. And again, he didn't have to change the prequels. He just had to kind of fill in the gaps between them and flesh out what was there. So... I, I think that's his, you know, ultimately that's his job. Yeah. And, you know, complete faith in him. He's done it before. And and really it was a very simple message with, very, very simple message with the Clone Wars. Um, oh, sorry, with att- fixing Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Quite a lot is happening. It's really difficult to get this to all nicely covered in two, two and a half hour movies. Hmm. Um Look out for where we fit these bits into the next series. Yeah. Um, I I really don't want it to be a situation like it was at the end of Episode 3. Um, spoiler alert for Episode 3, which was we'll set things up and then for 20 years nothing happens and everything is lined up perfectly 20 years before the Battle of Yavin and everyone's exactly where they were left standing at that start of... Um, Rogue One, um, that just that just felt tasted like ash in my mouth. Yeah, well, turn, turns out plenty happened in between. So, and you know, we get to yeah, yeah. Um, so we can look forward to another series of the Bad Batch as well. I'm I'm hoping we can look forward to another series of the Bad Batch. I'm I'm excited because um, I'm excited for. I'm I'm actually not too excited about the the next season of the Mandalorian. Yes, I do want to see that. I do want to see him eventually get to Mandalore and yeah and, and, and do all of that. They, they were kind of hinting at that anyway. Yeah. Um but I I'm excited for Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. You know, th- those are characters that I want I just really want to see more of. And mm. Yeah, no I'm looking forward to Ahsoka looking forward to Ahsoka, but I think we've got another year or so with that yet. Obi-Wan hopefully we'll be seeing that before We'll be seeing a bit more 
in the next couple of weeks, I'm hoping we'll be hearing some more about it, but probably I may we'll be seeing it. Yep. So it, it's, it's, it's um, like Wednesdays are Star Wars days now because you get new episodes every Wednesday of, you know, the Book of Boba Fett um, and even The Mandalorian. And guess what day falls on a Wednesday, which might, you know. May the 4th, I believe, is on a Wednesday this May, year. May the 4th. There we go. There, there was a reason why they changed the um, the, the the day of new Disney Plus Star Wars shows from, I think it was Friday. I thought it was just because Netflix was always releasing their stuff on a Friday. No, no, no. So May the 4th. So I think, I think that's when we'll get, you know, Obi-Wan. Just, 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 just say it's a, it's a big day. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a reasonable call and we'll be 45 years. Yeah. May will be 45 years, or that'll be May 25th was when Star Wars was released, but uh, 45 years since A New Hope was released. There you go. Wow. It's, gonna, it's, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Um, yeah, but I'll tell you what else it's a great time to be, Jay. It's a great time to be a Lego space fan. <laughs> when, when, is it, when, is it, when is it not a great time to be a Lego space fan? What do you got uh, for us? What do you got for us? Oh, look, I'm I'm really excited this year. There are f- a few things we've got. The we've spoken briefly previously about the Galactic Explorer, which is um, in Monkey Kid. It's a great big spaceship that carries the entire cast in their new shiny Monkey Kid design spacesuits um, up to the moon. We presume to see Chungi and. Um, this set's been designed by Chris Perrin, who is a very much a 90s space Lego space fan. He grew up on Ice Planet. You even see it today in the mocks. When he posts mocks online, he's building Ice Planet mechs. He's building penguin-powered mechs in Ice Planet colours. <laughs> They're fantastic. Um, but he, he's been responsible for that set, and he certainly um, has acknowledged that he was heavily inspired by uh, the space police type of sets for the design of this particular one. Um, but look, more importantly, we've got classic, well, Lego City are doing a number of space sets that are based in part on work with NASA on the Artemis project. Artemis is the sister of Apollo. Apollo was the first moon mission. The first series of moon missions, Artemis is the next series of moon missions that NASA NASA have got planned. And we've got a few sets. A couple have already become available through lego.com. We've got, but still haven't hit the shops in Australia. Um, We've got a moon base and we've got a launching base. But coming up as well, we're going to have a space station, we're going to have a rover. So we're going to have four sets. Um, and even better, we've got, I think we've got about four, three or four different designs of of um, outfit for our, our space explorers. There's a full orange suit, there's a blue sort of jumpsuit kind of thing, and then there's a white suit. And a number of them have actually got the old classic space logo tacked on them as well. Now, I'm going to put forward an argument that 
sure they're being released under City, but these are classic space sets, even though they're not blue-grey-yellow. Blue-grey-yellow lasted for two years out of the 10-year run that classic space had back in the 70s and 80s. They embrace the spirit of cooperation. They embrace exploration. They embrace heading out into the unknown. Um, there is no enemy faction involved. These are all the hallmarks of classic space as we saw it when we were growing up. Those sets probably involved a whole lot more blue bricks, but otherwise, essentially, they're telling the same story. There's my fan theory. Look, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna argue. Um, I'm not gonna argue with that. Um, look, the I think it depends on your. You know, depends how depends how you stretch your definition of classic space. You know, does classic oh. space include? Is is it just blue, blue, green, yellow? Does it include Mtron? Does it include Space Police One? Does it include? You know. So, so my definition for classic space is up until the introduction of factions, which was Futuron and Mtron. Okay. But so essentially, they were the figures that had the space logo on their chest only. They didn't have the zipper that made them Futuron. But there were a number of color schemes that came through. Um, there was a, ultimately just blue with some transparent red and transparent. Um, yellow hoses sort of plugged in around the place, but also there was a white and grey version theme for a while. There was even a grey with transparent, grey, black and transparent green, which was just so much like Space Police too that you got the feeling that after releasing three sets, they were told to stop it. It was all getting too confusing. Mm-hmm. So so I think everything up until Future On, where you've got classic Space logos appearing without zippers that's my definition of classic space it's not just blue gray yellow yeah because um yeah you had you had quite a quite quite a number of uh yeah trans blue in the latter years as well yeah, so. absolutely um but i think the other thing that you can know is that every time you find a set with a transparent yellow element in you can be pretty confident that there's someone in billand who was a fan of classic space that's made an active editorial decision to include that piece in that set. Mm. Look, not, not going to argue with you there. And look, I'm excited. And yeah. personally, like, yeah, the CD, CD sets are cool. I'm definitely, you know, first in line to, to get them in March, but I just really want to see more realistic space builds as well i think you know hopefully this year we get perseverance maybe um we desperately need a desperately need a a new mars rover and Mm. yeah i i I would love a james webb telescope as well i can see the appeal of those imagine another fight for the opportunity to get these um as vip gifts with purchase no i just just want a full size i just want a (laughs) full-size set and i think a yeah i think i think those are those are critical and yeah look um 
Percy Percy land. When did Percy land on? Oh, it was back Mars. in the dark days before the plague, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, just, 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 just during. I think so. I think it blasted off in July. I would say middle of the year, and yeah, I think I think that's a good a good a good time to you know launch to celebrate an anniversary. Mm. It's spent about a year up in up on Mars already. So launched July twenty twenty. Landed February last year. In fact, it'll be um, in about a week. It'll be a year since it touched down. And uh, who knows how long it'll keep going. During the first six months, it had almost driven three kilometres. Or during the first 12 months. There we go. Look, that's, a long, that's a long way when you're, on, uh, when, when you're on Mars. It is. It is so. It would be. It would be nice to see a new, a new rover set. Um, have we had one through? Ide- I can't believe that we've not had one through ideas. Uh, no. I think. I, I think we. I think we did. I know one of the someone. When I when I when I posted about it last year, when I think when Percy successfully landed on Mars, one of the. I think one of the NGO, someone who worked at NASA, co- commented on um, my post, and I think he was was he the guy that submitted Curiosity? I can't quite remember, but that was a, that was right. a starstruck moment for him. And I think he has an ideas project as well. Right. Oh well, we'll um, just keep watching the skies, and be it would be great to see Lego continue to. You know, we've not seen a NASA set this year. Um, you know, if we're going to stretch the definition of things, last year we saw the Space Shuttle. The year before we saw the Saturn V reboot. This year, in the first half, we've got our city space sets based on Artemis. Indeed, in 2019, we had our last lot of city space sets, which I still reckon were probably even a better reflection of classic space than the spirit of classic space than, than this year's run are, unless we're going to see a few more sets that haven't yet been revealed, and we could only hope that that's going to be the case. Um, yeah, I'd just be be great to see see those things, the, the new Space Telescope Perseverance rover. They'd both be, both be fantastic. I probably would like to imagine that they'll probably do the rover first, and it'll probably sell out in a month, and you'll never be able to get a copy again. I just think it's a good size, you know. Not everyone, yeah. not everyone can drop a couple of hundred dollars on a uh, a space shuttle. So I think rovers are it's a great size, you know. Mm. Up a hundred Australian dollars, about fifty, I don't know, plus inflation, call it 60, 70, 60, 60 US dollars. Great size. Fantastic educational value and curiosity gets a friend because we've had what's the first rover on Mars? In no, not engineer. Ingenuity is the helicopter. Um, we had one of those uh, way back then when 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 Lego collaborated with the Discovery Channel. That wasn't Curiosity, was it? No, no, no. Curiosity is the ideas one. Um. Yeah, I can't quite remember the name, but it, it was it was a, it was a while back. Um, 
it was a, it was a discovery channel. Um, yeah, but I think it was based on, uh, opportunity. Yeah. It was based on opportunity. Opportunity with it. There we are. So based on the opportunity rover, that's yep. right. Well, as you said, we're due for one. Hopefully we'll get to see that soon. There we go. There we go. So it's we're in the middle of Chinese New Year. I think it's day six. Day six of Chinese New Year. Day six, yes. Um, and it's been great seeing Lego, you know, fully commit to the Chinese traditional festival sets. I think mm. we're in our third, no, fourth year? Fourth year. Fourth year, yeah. Um, of minifig scale sets. And, you know, we think we usually get around two sets a year. Yep. Uh, we had three sets the first year because we also got the Dragon Boat Festival. Yep. I think I think we'll get three sets this year as well. We'll see a... Um, we'll see a mid-autumn festival set later this year. That's just a prediction from me. Um, I, now, is that is that the Mooncake Festival? Yes, there is. Yep. Well, so, I think I think given that they've invested in a, a printed moon moon brick mooncake element, I think exactly. I think that's just absolutely going to be a thing. It's a given. It's the right time to introduce a new um, set. It's a very significant and it's a very significant festival so absolutely can see them doing that so i mean that's it's not about that but i would love to see lego take on more cultural and yeah i'll just see like, cultural festivals or celebrations um obviously we know why lego have invested heavily in the chinese traditional festival sets because four or five years ago um Actually, maybe longer when they, you know, when they opened up a new um, manufacturing facility in China, and you know they've they've been they've been pretty transparent that um, you know China's a big focus for them. Mm. Why they're opening so many, um, you know, physical stores in um, in the country? It's obviously got a got a massive population, um, and you know it's the second biggest economy in the world, soon to be first. Um, if you yeah. So we know we we know why they're investing so much in just to just to appeal to that um just to just to appeal to that market, um but I would love to see them take on more um cultural festivals from around the world. So, um and again this is this is where it gets kind of tricky because a lot of cultural festivals have religious ish undertones to them. Mm. But I would love to see them take on an um an eid. Um, which is the like the Islamic New Year um, festivals? Um, mm. That that would be a great um, a great thing. Diwali would be great uh, as well. Yep. Um, Hanukkah, maybe some of the you know Jewish celebrations and traditions. Like I, I just want to see more. Like you know, don't get me wrong. I feel very very lucky that I'm I'm you know ethnically Chinese, and you know this means a lot to me. And to see. To see, you know, a lot of the festivals and traditions that I've, you know, grown up with and are a huge part of my cultural heritage being, you know, being being celebrated in Lego bricks has been has been has been immense and you know, mm. I still I still feel very, very lucky that, that that Lego are a company that would, you know, that would do that. 
And I just, I, w- I just would like to see more because I think it's a great educational and learning tool to, um, you know, to teach kids or to teach, you know, get fans excited about different cultural celebrations and traditions. So we got like La Katrina Brick Hits last year, which I thought was fantastic. One of the mm. best Brick Hits ever. And I just want to see more of that. So what do you, what do you think? Look, I, I think, I think in fact Lego have already taken steps towards this because on the Tonga World Builder platform, almost 12 months ago now, they greenlit um, the holiday, a Holiday Heroes project, which was submitted by a fan, which is looking at coming up with ways of depicting hot, different holidays around the world. So I think... I think we should expect that this is going to happen at some time, and it's really just a question of of the way in which it gets developed. So I, I think it would be... Um, I don't think it's a question of if. I think it's a question of when. I think that, you know, it will probably be in that context, especially of emerging markets. So I would not be surprised if we say, see, Diwali is probably being... Mm-hmm. The next is, you know, I think India is probably going to be the next big target market after China. Um, yeah, where... but I would, I, I would love Lego to just not have that lens and go, oh, big target market. We will produce sets. I think um, uh, look, sets, sets will get produced, but I think sets will get produced in the according to priorities that they have. But we also need to recognise, we also recognise that there's a huge Indian expatriate population around the world. So it doesn't need to be tied in there, but I think that would probably be be almost the logical next step. And I'm happy to be wrong there. Mm. A Diwali, like Rangoli set, which is that, um, you know, the... the, the, the floral type pattern that you see made with like colored rice um mm. dots would be perfect for that i would i would love to see that um just make a lot of sense but yeah diwali would be cool um but yeah i think there's there's just so much to um there's just so much to tap into and it's 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 honestly a shame that 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 lego aren't you know doing a lot more i'm 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 optimistic that we'll like you say we'll get more global cultural mm. celebrations uh, or traditions i think we'll see them but it's, like a, it's, it's a great tell us. like the like the chinese traditional festival sets have you know um as has been so great at you know educating and you know exposing um you know people from say like western countries who have had no um no personal connection with mm. Um, the Lunar New Year to, you know, all these traditions and all these, you know, kind of things that that that, that I take for granted because I've been doing it all my life. But, mm. um, and I think, yeah, like you can, you can do so much more. I would love a Hanukkah um, set. But again, you know, it's that blurred line between religion and, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the thing. And I think it's very easy to do it for cultural holidays. And... And it's interesting because certainly there are lots and lots of Lego sets associated with what we would consider to be Christmas traditions, but 
you know, over the years, these have been very much diluted to become holiday traditions, and they're very careful not to be producing sets related to, you know, certainly in the last 50 years, they've not produced sets that are related to the religious aspects of yep. um, of Christmas. You know, it's always Santa Claus and reindeers and Mrs. Claus and elves and present delivery. Wait, and Santa Claus made... is not it's not part of the... Uh, Judeo-Christian tradition. That's news. My entire belief system is crumbling now. We don't pray to Santa Claus for for presents. Oh dear. Writing a letter to Santa is just a way to let you. No, I'm, I'm not going to. Not going to. Not going to. Um. Not, <laughs> don't go there. I'm not. Not not going to do that in case um there are any any young people listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> No, but, 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 but look on a on a on a on a more serious note, I think it's, um, yeah, I I would like to see you know Lego branch out and do a bit more in this space, because uh, I I would love to learn about you know I'm sure there are like different I don't know, European, um, Polynesian, you know, just just you know cultures that I'm not personally familiar with, um, mm. just to learn. I think I it's, think. I've... Look, I agree, and look, I'm I'm really I've been really ignorant. I've been learning a lot with the New Year festival sets, both through putting them together and reviewing them, but also th- through talking to my friends, yourself included, about the subject material that's that's in these sets, and I've really found that I found that incredibly valuable um, over the years. It's been a great great conversation starter. Um, because one thing I have discovered is that Google Translate is really lousy at um, working out written Chinese, mm. especially if it, I'm trying to copy it off the sticker onto the um, <laughs> pad. So, so it's it works far far more easily for me to actually talk to someone about it. Mm. Yeah, but no, it'd be great to learn about a lot more of those. A lot more of the cultures around the world and the um, things that are significant to them. Japanese traditions, like there's just so much. Like there's mm. just like you know, it's like the, the the cultural tapestry of the world is so so vast, and it's it's. I think it's. I, I just I just would like to see more. Like I feel I I almost feel like we've had four years of Chinese traditional festival sets, and I you know. Back back when the first ones came out, I was I was just mind blown. I was like, "Wow, this is this is amazing!" And I think, you know, I would like, yeah, I would like more people to kind of share in that feeling as well because I think it's really important. And you know, just yeah, I just wanna I just wanna learn, and you know, I just wanna learn. Um, you know, it'd be great to read like a like a like a review of like a I don't know traditional. Japanese festival, like, you know, the, you know, cherry blossom, hanami picnics or, you know, golden week or something else. Just, yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be, that would be fantastic. Hopefully we'll um, see something like that later in the year. Um, Or perhaps we'll just see a different Chinese festival this year and perhaps introduce another festival next year. Um, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, so look, in short, I think Lego has a, a huge opportunity to show some leadership in, you know, diversity and, you know, recognizing just different 
uh, different cultures, different countries, and they've, they've got a great platform and foundation to build on. Mm. Um, like Lego are doing quite a bit, quite a few cool things for Black History Month, celebrating yeah. Black um, creators. So there's they they've actually cre- produced a I'd say like a short film or short video with um the designer Echo Nimako um who is a um I think he's of Ghanaian yes from Ghana heritage yeah Ghanaian heritage yeah um and he you know he you know he's he's taken black bricks he builds you know almost exclusively in black and he you know creates these, these ornate pieces they're just mind-blowing mm. um, so yeah i think i think the i'm not sure what the url is um celebrating black creators i think if you google you know lego celebrating black creators you can see all the work that they're doing there in you know championing um yeah just different cultures or different um um it's 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 really cool what they've done there. Um, there's a Afrofuturism contest on Lego ideas that's running as well, where um, it's it's space themed um, that you can go and enter um, your your designs in. Um, so yeah, I think there's there's a lot that you know Lego can do here, and it's great to see you know Lego observe and you know, celebrate Black History Month, which, you know, means a lot to the, you know, Black community or the African, um, African-American African community, especially in the US. Mm. Um, yeah, I just want to see more of that. Yeah, no, that will be, um, that, that's, that will be really cool. I'm really excited to see what comes through for that ideas contest. Ikao Namaka, I've certainly, I've seen a lot of his work over probably over the last five six years or so and it's just been really interesting watching that develop um, oh yeah he's um he's great and he's so well spoken as well and the way he it's not just the way he builds which is you know he's got the technique down pat but it's just how he expresses himself and tells a very rich story um mm. and um, not not just tell a very rich, not just tells a very rich story, but also sends a very um strong message uh, with his designs and with his builds. So yeah, definitely check it out on Lego's website. Mm. And that particularly through um, ideas.lego.com. Mm-hmm. It's time to wrap it up again, Jay. And thank you, dear listeners, for joining us again for another episode of extra pieces and if you've enjoyed this podcast why not share it with your friends i'm richard from the rambling brick and i'm jay from jay's brick blog and these are the extra pieces you have been listening to extra pieces a collaboration between jay's brick blog and the rambling brick your hosts are jay ong and richard jones written and produced by jay ong and richard jones Extra pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.